Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, to me, there are a few things that sound more appetising than a sausage gently sizzling away in the frying pan or indeed under the grill. They're a staple for so many households around Ireland and indeed the world. So for this week's industry review, I thought we'd speak to three sausage specialists to find out about this cherished food staple. Joining me here today are Jane Russell of Jane Russell's Handmade Sausages down there in Kildare, Barry John Crow of Barry John Sausages in Cavan, who's down at Electric Picnic, so more of that and on, and Peter Whelan, a Castle Knock man moved to Slane, uh, who runs a business called The Whole Hogs. Uh, you're all very welcome to the programme. Hi, Bobby. Welcome, lads. And uh, Jane is with us here in studio, so we might start with you, Jane. Um, it all started back in 1863 <laughs> with your grandfather, Edmund Burke in Clonmel. And again, I, I would know your family and your brothers from over the years, but uh, you're in the, you came into the business a different route. I started making sausages um, nearly 20 years ago, Bobby, and um, you're a man after my own heart when you said this cherished food staple. So um, I had worked in construction and came back from England and um, I just really felt that there was a gap in the market for, you know, a proper premium handmade sausage. You know, that there really, it just wasn't around at the time. And um, so that's how we started out. Um, We went down the farmer's market route and all that, but pretty quickly got, you know, branded sales um, into retail and into food service. And I know that Barry John, who we're going to be talking to, and Peter indeed, that that seems to be a route to success. And it's a hard route, working in the markets, turning up every whatever day it's a week it is there, hauling stuff around. But it does seem to be where you have to start to get established. When we started in 2004, um, it was very much the beginning of farmers markets and there was a real kind of buzz and excitement about them. Um, there were very much grocery markets. You know, people went yeah. and actually bought their groceries. You know, it, at the time there might have been, you know, one person doing coffee or, you know. Um, so it, it might have been an easier route then. Um, I, I think it's probably a little bit harder now. You know, it's more kind of, you know, focused on hot food and that. But, um, okay, well, we'll talk to Barry John Crow uh, of Barry John Sausages from Cavan, who's actually in Electric Picnic as we speak. And firstly, uh, Barry John, you're very welcome to the programme. You're at the at the tough end of the sausage uh, business down there in, in EP. Tell us more. Yeah, Bobby, thank you for having us on. Um, I suppose this is a, a strange weekend for us down here in Strad Valley. Started out the week fantastic. Sun cream out, getting burnt. <laughs> That fairly changed last night. Uh, is it muddy? Is it what's what is it like? Uh, look, the rain came down heavy last night, probably about twelve o'clock, and hasn't stopped. Yeah, um, it's not muddy. No, in fairness, a very good facility here. Everything's been good. Good uh, spirits. Everybody's in great form. What better for uh, somebody who's maybe slightly hungover <laughs> and slightly wet to, to to rock up to your stall and get one of your award-winning sausages? No, Ab- absolutely. Yeah, look at. <laughs> This is our first time attending an electric picnic, so it's a new experience for us. But something we've noticed over the past few days we've been here is people walking by and saying, oh, Barry John's, yeah, that's the one we've tried at Bloom or National Ploughing Championships or at other food markets all over the country. So it's nice to hear that, that the brand is starting to get a bit of recognition nationwide. And is that is that is that again listening to Jane's story? There is that 
you know, your story too, in a sense that you go out to these places where there's lots of people and you really, really just, you know, you, 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 you wear out the shoe leather, you yeah. do all the stuff and people eventually get to know your brand. Correct, yeah, like as Jane, I've met him on the, on the on the road, as we just said, and, and it's, look, I find it a fabulous way to get your product out there, let people taste it, get a, a experiment of the different flavours that's there. We do kind of branch into the flavoured sauces more so probably than the traditional. I wanted to ask you about that, Barry John, because uh, some of our listeners may, may not be aware that you can get a pepperoni pizza sausage. You can also have a chocolate chip and honeycomb sausage, which sounds rather weird, but I, I, I'm told it tastes well. Yeah, look, at that. we have 26 different flavours totally. So we kind of have something from, as you said, your sweet one there, the chocolate chip, with the cheesy one with pepperoni or an Emmental cheese and onion, to our bacon and cabbage, bacon, mushroom, black pudding, Wow. Different flavour one. Spice bag is one, I suppose, that's really <laughs> right. stable Irish diet at the moment. Let me bring in Peter Whelan of the Whole Hogs. Peter, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks, Bobby. And again, thanks for having us on and giving us a little bit of exposure about our artisan uh, products. Thanks again. Not at all. Now, you're talking to us from a marketplace in Glasnevin. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The honest-to-goodness market in Glasnevin. And it's, if I was to say to you, well, about 12 years ago, uh, there's a farmer's market in the industrial estate there in Glasnevin, opposite the, the cemetery, and it's in a warehouse, you know, and you say, holy God, but uh, a woman started this uh, about 12 years ago, and it's just gone strength to, from strength to strength, and I suppose the beauty of it is it's an industrial estate, so there's free car parking, it's walking distance from a lot of people, so look, it's been very good to me, because right. unlike the others, um, I didn't come from, well, I don't know if Barry did, but I didn't come from a farming or a sausage background. Uh, it was kind of, I won't say by default, I always had a passion for the rural way of life. And I was doing something else and the rug was pulled from under me business-wise when I didn't see it coming. And luckily, the passion I had for the free-range pigs, I had a few pigs coming on stream. And I was kind of, you know, to be honest with you, I was in a very, very bad place. I, I had to restructure my mortgage on the farm I had to give back a, a pickup jeep that I had uh, to the, you know, to the finance company, and it was a very, very low place. But I rang and rang around to see where could I. I said the only gig in town here is to try and make these pigs pay. So um, I found out a lovely lady called Breed Carter who ran that market. Honest to goodness, and I don't want to give you the, like I don't want to take over the show because it was a long story. But the good news, the good news, now it was a, it was a battle, and as I say, I came from a very low position. But uh, I got an opportunity to attend that market and we slowly built it up. And originally it was just free range pork. And then obviously we wanted to use the whole pigs. So we started delving in, Googling a few recipes and tweaking them myself uh, and adding a bit here and a bit there. And then we just built it up slowly. And as I say, after 12 years now, we have a lovely... Fantastic. <clears throat> and you're, yeah, you're, <clears throat> and Peter, you're working off a, a 60 acre farm up there in Slane. And it's, yes, the, it's yeah. the Tamworth breed, is it? Is that, tell us a yeah, little bit about the breed. Yeah, well, actually, they, they date back uh, in the 1800s when we were under British rule. Sir Robert Peel, you remember the Peelers? The, the four, well, uh, as the prelude to the Garda. Uh. Yeah, well, we, we won't use the four-letter word that they were called, but it's the same animal that I breed. <laughs> and that was why they were called that. But, <laughs> but, but seemingly, Robert Peel was over, uh, he was the 
what was he the minister? I don't know if he was the minister for justice or whatever he was, but he was over in Ireland and he seen these uh, Irish grazers. There were red pigs grazing in the fields, and he brought them. He picked up a few and he brought them back to a place called Tamworth in England, where he had a pig farm, and he got them registered with the British Pig Society, and they became the Tamworth pig. So there's a, I got involved because of you know I'd be you know, I'm very proud of of being an Irish man and because of the Irish connection, I got involved and I was kind of. I always brag about, uh, I, I I say, I nearly served the Queen. Do you remember the Queen visited Ireland? <laughs> you almost got there, did you? I almost got there. I rang, I rang Ross Lewis of Chapter 1 and I said, Ross, it was a Sunday morning, something was in the paper that he was after being picked to uh, cook for the Queen. So I was out for a walk and I said, I'll, I'll chance Ross because I knew him and I rang him and I didn't think he'd answer the phone. It was a Sunday. How are you, Peter? How's things? And I said, Ross, you know the way you're going to be feeding the Queen? I said, is there any chance we could get her to eat the Tamworth? Because you know they robbed it from us in Ireland many, many years ago. But he says, Jesus, Peter, I love the idea. He says, but the menu has already been sorry about that. All right, well, stay stay with us, Peter, because yeah. I want I want to bring Jane Russell back in. Jane, can you tell our listeners what makes a good sausage? You know, we hear about things like rust content, meat content, that you know the amount of fat that you need to use. Can you dispel some of the myths around the perfect sausage? Well, for us, um, Bobby, the, um, um, the secret of a good sausage is meat, yeah. plenty of meat. And um, so what we do is we buy whole belly pork. Um, so it's fresh Irish pork. Um, and we you know, are able to see the piece of meat we're starting out with. It's not trim. It's not frozen. You know, it's a good, stable product. Um, we mince that then. Um, very, very simple process. The seasonings we use then, mostly salt. Um, but then we have all our bags of spices. So in a traditional Irish sausage... It would be mostly white pepper. Um, yeah. So that's the seasoning. Um, you'd also have some mace and some nutmeg. Um, and when people kind of talk about their secret recipe, like that would have been the kind of the little bit of tweaking that people would have done. You know, years ago, they would have had their bag of yeah. mace, their bag of nutmeg. And, you know, um, so there was a kind of a skill in all that. Too. Well, I know. I, and again, I attempted making sausages once or twice. This has gone back over the years. And I remember the first time I made them, I didn't put in enough fat. And it was all too dry. All very dry. And I yeah. said, here yeah. was me trying to think that the more... So, you know, regardless of what, you know, people think fat is necessary for, for to make a sausage taste good, is it not? Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> we would use um, between 15 and 20% fat. Um, and um, then within our range of sausages, we have some of our sausages that don't have any... Um, um, cereal at all in them. So, you know, like you mentioned rusk and that. So we put oats into our original Irish, but then we have a range of gluten-free ones that are all meat with no cereal. Yeah. And that would be very much the kind of the continental style of making sausages. Um, so sausages that are, you know, that you'd, you'd um, you know, eat for meals, for dinner, for, you know, for lunch. Um, so it's a different style. Yeah. Um, let me go back to Barry John. Uh, Barry John, is there the, the, the sausage unfortunately for you guys, seems to have been pigeonholed into a breakfast offer. But again, it's, is it not much more than that? Or should it not be much more than that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we found, looking at the market, like I'm coming from, my father was a butcher shop in Cavan the last 53 years. So I suppose I was always being brought in after school or weekends and summer holidays and always had a great interest in it. So seeing that there that the, at the time... It was also the traditional pork sausage. And I, looking at the market, I went off and did a course in DIT on business studies, meat management. 
and I've seen an opening there where there was kind of people were just going traditional, traditional, traditional Irish mentality, breakfast sausages for breakfast. But as Jane mentioned there, like there's such a wide variety that can be done with, with sausages for dinners, lunch, like uh, yeah. salads and different options there with them. So yeah, we looked at the market and kind of went and said, Let, let's go with the flavour route, bringing it more a dinner option, lunches to the to the table than just a dominant breakfast one. Yeah, which would be if you went to continental Europe, to Germany, to Austria, yeah. that would be, the sausage there would be, I suppose, much more uh, aimed at the, the middle of the day or indeed the evening. Correct, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, a sausage is, is a quality product. Like, it's plenty of meat in it, plenty of good nutrition and everything in it. So, it can be a nice, cheap and cheerful if you want to bring it to that. Yeah. Dinner option. It gives it. It doesn't have to be mad expensive dinner. You you shoot two or three sausages with your potatoes, mash, veggies, and that. So you can have a, a really good nutritious meal if you're feeding the family with it. Yeah. Um. Uh, back to you, Peter. Um. In terms of uh, the the your pigs, the the tamworth that you were telling us about. It's an outdoor pig, isn't that right? And that yeah. you would take a year to rear them, whereas. I suppose a more intensely uh, developed pig might take three or four months. Would that be the one of the yeah, big differences? Yeah, yeah, you're spot on there. Yeah, Bobby. Um, they're an outdoor pig. So, like, if you were to take the commercial pig, you know, the land raised pig or anything, they were bred kind of for intensive breeding. They wouldn't last out in the outdoors. Whereas the Tamworth are, you know, any of those free range rare breed pigs, they have an extra layer of fat, obviously, which keeps them protected from the elements. And uh, that fat believe it or not and I think the the other two guys will agree with me here especially from a free range pig anyway it's uh, it's actually a very good fat and it's high in vitamin D and in omega 3 a lot of people don't know that and this is, I, I get kind of I won't say I get very rate but when people be looking at a pork chop with the fat on it they'd say oh could you trim that and I'd go oh, I'd say gee Mac you know taking away the best part of them like that's the flavour but it's also good in vitamin D so when people google it and they realise yeah the pork good fat it's, there is, there's good fat and bad fat the same as there's Good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, no, the outdoor pigs, they take a year to rare, you're right. Yeah, to get tell, tell us about your chorizo that's from Slain and not from Spain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got I a good laugh about that one. Yeah, I don't know how that came to me, but uh, we, are in, we are in Slain and I just thought it, it sounded well. And we use that now as a kind of. A, I even, I actually have a lady, and this is me because I'm bragging a bit now. There's a lady comes into me, in honest to goodness, here, and she's actually from Spain. And uh, she came in to me one day and she says, oh, my God, Peter, she says, your chorizo it is the best ever. I says, uh, so she said this one day and she walked away and I said to Susan, my wife, I said, would I be cheeky to ask her to put, if I was to record her, put that on Facebook? <laughs> so so I did, in fairness, and I said it to her the next day and she, we actually did a kind of a live video at the counter. And uh, those look at the chorizo, again, I'll be honest with you, I, I looked up, uh, I Googled the recipe for chorizo and like Jane said there and Barry, you kind of tweak, you know, you add your own little bit. You know, I, I'd like an extra bit of kick to it. Some fennel seeds, you know, a bit of extra cayenne pepper. Like a sausage, as all the guys said, a basic sausage, you you put in a certain percentage of um, what do you call, of flavors, of spices. And every sausage has the same roughly amount. It's a matter of whether you put in five grams of mace or you might prefer chili, you know, or in my case, now we do a nice fennel sausage, a Sicilian style sausage. Yeah. And get back to what Barry was saying. We people, we've people coming in now using that in a pasta. You know, they'd uh, they'd they'd cut it up and do it in, with pasta and add a bit of uh, tomato sauce. So the straight away they don't need the sausage is an ingredient in itself. You know, it, it's a meal. 
So yeah, they're, they're very versatile. So we do a lot of flavored sausages. Uh, we do the, we do them the, the flavored ones we do in a bigger like a dinner size. Yeah. And the break and the traditional one we do in a breakfast because I feel myself in a breakfast you don't want to eat a massive big huge sausages you know. So that's so like the eight sixteens and thirty twos as in yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Well, listen, uh, maybe finally back to you, Jane, in terms of wh- where where the business has grown. Tell us a little bit about your your role in food service now. We've, well, from the very beginning, we were lucky that we were able to provide, um, you know, kind of these all meat sausages like a Toulouse sausage or a spicy Italian sausage to restaurants who, you know, they, they were looking for these kind of products. Yeah. Um, so we've, that's, you know, been going on over the years. Since lockdown, um, though, we've discovered that um, quite a few of our chefs were looking for things like um, um, our Italian sausage, our fennel and chilli sausage, but they wanted just the meat um, and they were going to use that in ragouts and things like this. Okay. And of course, it cut out two or three prep stages in their kitchen. Um, so it was a big, big help in terms of staff. Um, okay, so, so you, you were, you, that's that's another channel for you. It's a big and channel using for the us. same process. Using the same process cuts out a couple of steps for us too. Yeah. Um, we we would also then have other chefs that are coming to us asking us to kind of come up with sausages for them. Do you know? Let's say Urban down now in um, the docks, like we're doing a another kind of spicy Italian sausage for them, but we're doing it in a coil and they're cooking that in a skillet. And and what they're finding again, again, is that they're serving a dinner product that they can have cooked and ready and it's not having to cook a kind of a, yeah. a, a ribeye steak to order. You know, yeah. it, it's all helping in terms of their kitchen. Very good. Uh, very finally to you, Barry, you, you better tell us about your, your Guinness Book of Records uh, for the, what was it, the most handling sausages produced in 60 seconds. Tell us about that. Yeah, I suppose, like, Bobby, that was a, a record I hold and, and got it back a few years ago. Um, RT had the big week on the farm, actually held in Cavan one year. And they were Guinness Book of Records and we're, we're doing different events at it and asked us would we give it a go. It was held by an English guy at the time. So I said, yeah, we, why not give it a go? It's, it's something that you're doing every day of the week. So I kind of felt something you could, didn't need much practice. And how many handling sausages could you produce in 60 seconds? Yeah, so I've done 78 sausages in 60 seconds. Um, wow. That includes the filling out of them, so it wasn't just the tying of them, so you had to fill out it into the skin and then tie it. Wow. In the wow. I'd say Jane, Jane Russell might give you a job uh, on the base <laughs> that you might improve productivity for her. That's the worst thing about it now, is- Wow, wow. Well, listen, it's been a great discussion to what's a wonderful business and you're all great ambassadors for it. My big thanks to Jane Russell of Jane Russell Handmade Sausages. Uh, Barry John Crow there down in, uh, down in EP, but originally from Cavan. Thank you for joining us. And indeed, uh, the Tamworth man himself, Peter Whelan of the Whole Hogs up there in Slane. Thank you very much for your company this morning. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.